Welcome to Do A Blessing CNS Church London's podcast, sharing the good news weekly. We hope you are blessed by today's message. We bless your name for what you are doing. We thank you for what you will do. Lord, we say, let your name be glorified. Father, Lord, we ask that you yourself will speak to us. You grant us the right words to say according to your mind in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, blessed Father. We give you all the praise in Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's have our seat. God bless us all in Jesus' name. I know that we are talking later on around the CRS doctrine. But it is important, I feel, that we first of all understand the parameters of doctrine. So that wherever you find yourself, you would understand the parameters in which a mode of worship or a doctrine is is expressed or is formed. I don't know where the interpretation of that song came from, or maybe it was the English interpretation, but it was quite, and this is part of one of the things we're alluding to this morning, is that at times there is a loss of translation when you when you don't capture certain things well. Like, for example, you know, the song that we're singing says that And again, and this is where we would, these are things that we would, is our means that people can sit down and listen to the songs and understand what is being spoken about. So that means, and that's one of the things that we'll be looking at, it said, this is the foundation that Christ has laid. That means that Babaladua is not the propounder, is not the propounder of the doctrines. He is following the doctrine. So that means that any kind of thing that is not, so that means that there are parameters, that's what I'm trying to get to, there are parameters by which doctrines are made. So outside that parameter, so when Brahma says, I'm Muslim, no Muslim does not have the right to, to, to start the doctrine. That is why the song will say, it that the Babaladra is following. So if we just read that song alone, what he's saying to us is that Babaladra is just telling you what he, the par, from the parameters. So if I am going to check any kind of mode of worship, it has to go to the parameters. Does that make sense? So it is important that we begin to, you know, to set and look at what are the parameters. What are the parameters? See, there are some things that, like for example, I'm not going to say an introduction, but I'm just going to um, drop a couple of things so that you, we can kind of understand that, you know, when there was a time when the church was asking about who would be the captain, and this was 
before Mama Captain Abiyabun was made the captain, and it was, there was a reason why I explained that last week or the week before. The reason why she was pronounced as captain. Now these things are documented. You have you have records of these things, and they had somebody had that God said that the captain of the group is Michael. Now, is that unique to CNS? It is not. Daniel chapter 9 or 10 talks to you that when he was, he was I think it was 10, when he was saying, Michael, who is the captain of your people? So if you are under the Abrahamic covenant, if you ask God who is the captain, that's who is the custodian of the Abrahamic covenant, he will tell you Michael. Now, when you now make that a, a peculiarity, it's not. Why is that right? Because there is a pattern by which Muslim is reading it from. Now, if you are not familiar with the pattern, you would think that, ah, these things are until when you now discover that, ah, wait a minute, we are all the same. Does that make sense? So, I would be looking at parameters by which doctrine in bracket mode of worship is, is drawn up. And I'll tell you why I put that in brackets. Just wanted to just say this, you know, um, go to the next slide. No, I've been praying seriously about this. God has been talking to me for a long time around this. And, you know, when somebody was going to speak to me, Percy said, when, oh, sorry, before we go to the question, the next one, did I have the next one? Yeah. The person said that God gave them these exact words, saying that when you speak, he said, all the faces, the person didn't even understand what the interpretation was. So they went to Google to go and find it out. So they sent me that same. So basically what God is saying, don't be evasive. Say it the way it is. Because doctrine is God. You know, one of one of the, uh, the fathers of the faith in this country called me and said to me, Bible he said, he said, we cannot keep going this path if it doesn't lead anywhere. He said, so how are how are we going to have me? <laughs> you know, um, but it is important. So, what? See, when you first of all talk about doctrines, doctrines is not what you first do. Doctrines are set of beliefs and teachings of a place. So, when you please go to the previous slide and I'll come back. It said, doctrine is a set of beliefs held and taught by a church political party or group. Doctrines are, uh, it's like doctrines of predestination. So what, what I'm trying to say is this, doctrines are, are, are a set of teachings by which a, um, you can now form whatever you want based on that doctrine. So there are worship 
style, worship, whatever it is that you may call it, worship by mode that is guided by a doctrine. Does that make sense? That is guided by a doctrine. Now, when I ask somebody saying, what is your doctrine? And the person, the only statement that that person gives me is, God spoke to us, or God spoke to our fathers, or God spoke to them in a dream, in a revelation, in a this, in a that, it is not a doctrine. Second, let's go on, please. Second Timothy said, all scriptures is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. So what is he saying is that doctrines are backed up by scriptures. Doctrine is not backed up by revelation. Doctrine is backed up by scriptures. So if you can have a pattern of worship, but it is not doctrine. Does this make sense to us? So, you know, and this is, the Bible says all scripture are given by inspiration and it is profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, and instruction in righteousness. Can I say here that doctrine is not, the measure of a doctrine is not in our spiritualities. Doctrine by scriptures is not judged by the immediate, um, by, what, by what it does on something. Doctrine is judged by what it does to a person. So basically, since I have been doing this particular doctrine, I have got a house, I have got this, I have got that. That is not the validation of doctrines. What doctrine, the impact of a doctrine is forced on the person. And how that doctrine has brought that person to become more like Christ. So if it's about that, it has... It has bought me car, it has built me houses, or it has dealt with all the witches of my family. That is not doctrine. Does this make sense to us? Now, it is important for us to have a clear understanding of what doctrine is. Let's go, please. So, because you can have no, if it is not a doctrine, what you would do is you have to force it in to become a doctrine. So you would it you would end up damaging people because you are trying to force what is not a doctrine as a doctrine. Does this make sense to us? God help us in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, why is doctrine important? Uh, why, no, why, why does doctrine have to be clear? If you have two people on a, on a bridge, if one believes he can fly, if one believes he cannot, what they believe in will determine what they do. So the kind of doctrine by which you are fed will determine how you will behave. 
Does this make sense? Mm -hmm. So that is why doctrine, the impact of doctrine is on a person first before it affects any other thing around them. Before it affects any other thing around them. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. Let's go, please. Now, Let's, let's go on the next slide. Sorry, I'm so sorry. Let's just put the wrong. Um, okay, it says Matthew chapter. This is the scripture we read. Scripture we read earlier. Now, the Bible says that therefore go into all the world and make disciples. Baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And I surely, I surely, I am with you. I am with you always to, to the very end of the of the age of the world. Okay. Why did I like this part? Is it not interesting that as people have the Holy Spirit that can teach them, Jesus is saying, "No, you will tell them." He did not say the Holy Spirit will teach them. He said, "No." What I taught you, it is your responsibility to teach them. Why? Because once you begin to give room for God said this, God said that, doctrine will become diluted. Now, Jesus did not say that they cannot be taught by the Holy Spirit. But why did he not say, you must tell them Everything that I have commanded you. What does this mean? You cannot have your own. It is what I taught you that you pass on. And what you teach them, they pass it on. Does this make sense to us? God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. Let us see what Timothy, uh, Paul told Timothy. Let's, let's read Second Timothy. Again, he said, Then my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ. And the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses, entrust, entrust to reliable people. On that version, we say the same thing that you heard me say. So, what Paul is telling Timothy is that, Timothy, this is not an idea of what you think. These doctrines, these teachings, has to be passed on from one generation to another. So that means that there cannot be, there is no room for ideologies. Does this, God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, at times, that's why I use that part, some doctrines as bracket mode of worship versus what actually the doctrine is. Because you will judge the mode of worship by the doctrine. And if it does not fit, it cannot fit. Does that make sense to us? Now, there are, even in the law, there are what are called, what the Bible will call weightier matters of law, or something that is more powerful. Not that weightier, I'll best wrap it. Okay, let me just explain to you. Let's go to um, what Jesus said in Matthew 23. He said, sorrow awaits you, teachers 
of um, teach, teachers and religious law, sorry, religious law and you, sorry, teachers of religious law and you Pharisees, hypocrites. For you are careful to tithe even the tiniest income of um, from your herbs, from your herbs gathering, but you ignore the more important aspect. Jesus, somebody uses this clearly, so Jesus said, no tithe, that's all he said. He said, there are, basically, somebody cannot be in sin, and the only thing you are talking to them is out of tithe. That is, you don't understand doctrine. Does that make sense? So he said, you have left, another version will say, you have left weightier matters, which is justice, mercy, faith, basically, things that make you a Christian. And you are now focusing on things that is irrelevant. So, so no, no, I'm just, because you're doing, that is of less, if, see, what is most important? So, if I do a three month session on tithes, God is saying, that is not doctrine. It does not mean you cannot teach people about that, or finances and giving. But that is not the major. So, what I'm trying to say here is that, so when God was weighing, when Jesus was even weighing it, Jesus said, see, there are weightier issues that you should be talking about. Now, the problem is that when you now leave the weightier issues, you begin to undermine God's law. I have heard about somebody that is committing adultery that somebody knows that this person is sleeping with that person. And the only argument they could call that person for is that the gadu was this way. <laughs> what has brought that? Lack of understanding of doctrine. There are some things that you would, so many questions that people have. If doctrine is taught, According to scriptures, there are so many questions that people will not have. But because there is no, um, there is no understanding about the doctrines of scripture, you would, you know, the Bible says that. See, when doctrine of scripture is taught in accordance in accordance to scripture, when you would not see a, a somebody giving a prophecy. To somebody on how to collect somebody's husband. It is because of lack of thing. It is because the doctrines are not the doctrines of scripture are not taught. If the doctrines of scripture are taught, the first thing the Bible says that in, in, in Corinthians, the Bible says that when you are given prophecy or when you are prophesied, said when an unbeliever comes in, he said when you tell them the intent of their heart. They will fall to the ground and begin to worship God to say, ah, this God is holy. So that means that when we are giving prophecy and it's only increasing sin, then there is something wrong. The problem is that doctrine was not taught. So at times when people say, no, you know, no, what kind of prophecy is that? You should not be giving that kind of prophecy. I just look because the problem is that you are still chasing shadows. 
Doctrine is what needs to be dealt with. Once doctrine is properly taught, in terms of what, what has Christ come to do, the doctrine of sanctification, the doctrine of, you know, the doctrine of repentance and things like that, you would not, there were certain things that you would not be talking about. Does that make sense? You know what I'm saying? So, and that is the problem. A, a, a guy was a, a guy was a worship singer. He was a Muslim, then he became a Christian. He was he was he was a strong worship singer to the extent that there was a time when he was worshiping, he was leading worship in, the, in a part of Nigeria, and and some people came in with guns in under that administration. And they tried to shoot him, and the bullets did not come out. That was how anointed that person was. But when somebody now offered him a, a to come and do something, I said, you know, well, what I need you to do is to please get him, take this God away. We want to invite you somewhere to come and sing for us. We will give you five million naira. Now, now I went to meet pastor. Pastor said, ah, this is the blessings of God. What has happened? Lack of doctrine. So, you know, why are you saying that? You can somebody that is very anointed, but yet, that's why doctrine is not, it has nothing to do with, um, um, I know, I, I can see, I can hear, or I am inspired to, I, I can preach. Doctrine has nothing to do with that. Doctrine, doctrine is the foundation. That is why I love that song that's saying, this is the foundation. And what was he talking about? He was talking about that which the father is following, is following is the foundation. So you cannot build. What does the foundation do? Foundation determines how you build a building. God bless, God provide for the souls of those who died in the building. Foundation is what determines how many stories you can build. You cannot have a square foundation. I want to be the round house. It is not possible. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. So, Jesus was saying that even in terms of things of God, there are weightier issues. That because when those things are dealt with, the one that you are trying to struggle for people to do, they will do it all day. If if you if you meet somebody that has given their life to Christ and wants the gospel to be shared because of what impact it has done in their life, you will not force them to give money towards it. Because what has benefited them, they want others to benefit. But if it has not, if it is, you can you get what I'm trying to say, it's it is. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. Because of our time, um, we're going to Mark. Let's go to the next one, please. Now the Bible says that Jesus answered him and said, "Well, I did. Well, did Isaiah prophesy or of you hypocrites, as it is written?" You honor these people honor me with their mouths, but their hearts is far from me. 
they wash their vain, sorry, they, they, they in, and in vain, they worship me. Teachings as doctrines of, sorry, teaching as doctrines, the commandments of men. Now, what am I trying to say is that what Jesus is saying is that all of these issues is because the doctrine by which they were taught is propounded by men. So when I now say to people, ah, you're not worshipping God, worship God from your heart. Make sure you follow worship from your heart. You are just shouting. Because the issue is doctrine. Does this make sense to us? In our way, he said, laying aside the commandment of God, you hold on to the traditions of men. Washing of, 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 of pictures, cup, and, and many other such. Let's read one place. He said, he said to them, he, he said to them, all, uh, all too well, sorry, he said to them all too well, reject the, command, reject the commandments of God that you may keep your traditions. He now went on to verse, let's just go on to um, to verse 30, the next slide, please. Just kind of skip a little bit. He said, you no longer, um, he said, Pastor, they said, then you no longer let him do anything for his father or mother. Basically, what they were doing was, don't give anything to your parents, you bring everything to the church. <coughs> Honor the father in the Lord. Forget your parents. Jesus said, they are making the word of God of no effect through the traditions which you have handed down. So that means that tradition was going on and on, on and on. People, do you know that people will give to those men of God at the expense of their parents? And they will still prosper. But so what I'm trying to say is that because you are getting results does not mean the doctrine is right. I am not saying don't bless people, but he's saying that because what was happening here, their parents were hungry. So rather than giving their parents anything, they now carry everything and go and give. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. Does this, you know, are we, you know, God grant us grace in the name of Jesus. I am not, please, I am not talking about anybody or any church. I'm giving you parameters. You see what parameters will do for you is that you will now begin to see and say, ah, this thing is square peg now. What is he? What what is he doing in a round hole? The problem why you are still debating on ah no this is that this is right that's because there has been no parameters. Once parameters are set, you now begin to look at what is happening. You now say ah where is that one inside this place? God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ.
you know, he, he, um, let's come piece at it. Okay, he said, okay, go, go, go to the previous slide, please, just, just verse 11. He says to them, he says, but you say, if a man says to his father or his mother, what, whatever profit you might have received from me is Coban. What does that mean? It is a gift to God. Don't worry. Ah, don't worry. I'll give it to God on your behalf. Have you heard of people who, 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 who sell the house their parents in, is in as a donation to the church? It is because there is no talking thought. It is by the Spirit. It is by the Spirit. See, one of the problems, that is the chief problem we are having. Nobody is teaching doctrine again. Nobody is teaching doctrine. Now let's go on, please, to Timothy. Let's go to Timothy because we'll probably stay a lot of Timothy. God bless you, son. Now, this is the command of Paul to Timothy. He said, preach the word, be prepared in season and out of season, correct, rebook, encourage with great patience and careful instruction. He said, for the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. If I had somebody now that, what do you want? Do you want me to lay hands on you and you will receive anointing? If I was sitting down, let me teach you doctrine. Someone said, I want I need anointing. <laughs> and what happens to that kind of person? That anointing will destroy them. So you begin to see, it says, it says, it says they turn their way aside to listen to it. Now, see, doctrine, when doctrine is taught, it is neat, it, you are talking about people who you have to be, you know, let's go to uh, First Timothy chapter. And I'm reading KJV. Please, you might read NIV and will tell you teaching. That's why I introduced the definition of doctrines as teachings. So, First Timothy chapter five verse seventeen said, "Let the elders who rule over you be be accounted worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in the world and in doctrine. Because if you are not laboring in the world, you will not understand doctrine. That and doctrine is not just what we just do." Uh, five minutes. No, the Bible calls it labor. So they are they are sitting down, deliberating on the word of God and say, you know, is this the right doctrine? So doctrines are not, and the Bible, it is important, and I'm just sharing what the Bible. The Bible leaves doctrine with leaders because they determine what the doctrines are. It is not meant to the follower to determine doctrine. That's not the Bible. But the, the followers should be able to gauge that is this doctrine, does it, is it in line with scripture? 
God hung out his grace in the name of Jesus Christ. He went on and said, let's go to chapter 4, verse 13, 1 Timothy. He says that until I come, this is talking to Timothy, the pastor, devote yourself to public reading of scripture, preaching, and to teaching sound doctrine of the word. So, I can even be preaching, but that does not mean that is doctrine. Doctrine is something that is properly taught according to the word of God. Why? Because First Corinthians 14, 8 says that if a trumpet makes an uncertain sound, who would who would spare who, who would prepare for battle? If you are not clear on the doctrine, anybody will do anything they want. So what I have just tried to do is first of all let you know, you know, that doctrines are from Christ enshrined in the scripture. You can now have patterns of worship. If I tell you I want biscuits, you can go and buy me um, rich tea, digestive, and it is biscuit. If you go and buy me jig, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, which one is here? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, uh, sorry. Um, I'm so sorry. I went to Piki. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. What I'm trying to say is that if I ask you to buy me biscuits, you can buy me digestive. You can buy me it is biscuits. If I take you and buy me biscuits and can buy me bleach, that is not biscuits. So, doctrine, you can have people may, may, um, may as God gives them direction, may have a, a pattern of worship to it, but it is still, you can trace it to a single name as doctrine. But when you bring something that is totally out of space, <laughs> and you call it doctrine, it is bleach. It is not a biscuit. Does that make sense? You know, somebody spoke to me recently, and it was the son of a God that called me. Somebody had a revelation. And the revelation included open heavens, and you know, they saw angels, they saw, um, they saw angels, they saw the heavens, and the heavens opened, and God was stood up in his throne and began to bless. And they said, I just wanted to. I just wanted to find out for you. I said, sir, that, that thing that you have said is not scriptures. You get what I'm trying to say? It's not scriptures. What I'm trying to point out to you is that something can be very spiritual. It doesn't make it doctrine. But it is respectfully. You no, know, the Bible says so. The Bible says that some people themselves they are deceived. Chicken and James. You see, when somebody is having a revelation that um, Mama 
I will do. Uh, the Kini is having worship with people, and heaven is open, and God is coming down to to to. Uh, <laughs> You get what I'm trying to say? And you know, it was like, ah, God has spoken. But, no, people, and I, that is why, and I appreciate people, you know, when we have conversations and things like that. But somebody will go on pulpit and go and teach that. You know? God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. Why, why is that against scripture? It is clear. Jesus said, I am the way. He didn't say, I am a way. I am the way. That means there is no other way to God except me. So, you know, but when doctrine is not taught, that is why you will see that, you know, we're having a Bible, a Bible, um, we have a Bible chat here. And we're talking about one, you know, there are so many things that we talked about. Hopefully, we're able to have those kind of conversations again. And, you know, we're talking about people who would, who would take people to rivers or do um, spiritual um, deliverance and things like that for people. And that thing would go. But the thing is that it only gives them a breathing space, it has not left. It would come back, or it will go and manifest in another dimension. Because what you did was partner with that evil spirit. You did not encounter uh, it, and the devil would would, would if you want drama, devil will give you drama. Now. I you know the devil would give you drama. So if it's about somebody lying down and shouting, screaming, ah, uh, devil will do that for you. You know you say ah yes he's gone things like that. I, that is why it is important that except doctrine is taught, we will not be able to find out a couple of things. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. So let's go to Hebrews chapter 1, chapter 6, sorry, from verse 1. It said, therefore, leaving the discussions of the elementary principles of Christ, the KJV will tell you the doctrines of Christ. Let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from that. So these are what the Bible calls the foundational doctrines. Repentance from dead work and faith towards God. Please note that repentance from dead works and faith towards God is one um, sentence because the comma is at that end. So what does that mean? That means you know that you are a sinner and you cannot please God. You understand that the only part that pleases Christ is the death of Christ. And you understand that as Christ has, lived, has, has died, you are dead to sin. And the way you would live a righteous life is your faith in Christ. So that's why I said, 
doctrines is not just taught. This statement that is made has lots of implications. It has a lot of implications. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. And I will come to, to explain that I would kind of give a little bit of demonstration. Oh, sorry, a, a, a first Peter, a first Timothy, just two scriptures now. Thank you. He said, but the Holy Spirit, the, but the Holy Spirit explicit, explicitly, unmistakably declares that in later times, some will run away from the faith, paying attention instead to deceitful and seductive spirits and doctrines of demons. Now, please note that at times when people say doctrines of demons, people quickly think about something that you can see with your eyes that, ah, this thing is demonic. No. What the devil would do, it will give you a doctrine that looks more like the Bible. It will weaken you as a Christian. Then you can attack. That's what it works. So, and I purposely, I was thinking about, should I go further in this scripture or not? But God help us in Jesus. He said, misleading by hypocrisy of, li of liars, those whose conscience are snared as with a burden high iron, leaving, leaving them incapable of ethical. What does ethical mean? Ethical, ethics means that they are not conscious of the values again. They are not conscious of the values. See, when somebody is not working ethically in, within the organization, that means that you don't care what the value says. You just do whatever you want to do. So the Bible says that incapable of ethically functioning. Let's read them, please. He said, now, he said, who forbid an advocate Sorry, and advocate um, abstinence from certain kinds. Sorry, who forbid marriage? Sorry, who forbid marriage and advocate abstinence from certain kind of food which God has created to be gratefully shared by those who have a clear conscious truth. Now, it is important that I use this. I feel as a guide to you understanding what a doctrine is and what a doctrine is not. Paul said, first one, who forbid marriage? Paul also said that I wish you don't get married. Did he not say that? So is Paul contradicting himself? One, and this is where you, we need to clarify it. One is saying, forbidding marriage makes you acceptable to God. The other one, Paul is saying, why don't you just leave marriage so that you can focus on God? What is the problem with the first one? The problem with the first one is that he's replacing the sacrifice of Christ. 
saying that your holiness and the way you are towards the way God sees you and the only way you can be accepted by God is if you don't marry. That is why somebody can present the same thing to you. That's why except you understand doctrines behind it, you would think it's okay. When you talk about food, Paul said that if I'm going to eat something and it's going to make my brother fall, I will not eat it. Did you not say that? So why come is not saying that there are certain foods? Because when you read most of the time, when the Bible talks about certain food in the scriptures, lepticals and things like that, it is not evil spirits. It was when you look at those food, they carry, like when the Bible talks about, um, what's it called, um, pig, pork, and things like that, it is, most of them are, are, are dietary issues that God forbid for them. Do you know that in the Bible, God himself, see, this toilet that you see today, God himself invented it first in scripture. When Israel left Egypt and they camped in an environment, God said, if any of you is going to have to um, do number two, for this, that's, uh, um, oh, Eskrit, yeah. At least I get if if you if you want to Eskrit, God said, go out of the camp, dig the floor, do whatever you are going to do, and cover it. That is the same thing you see when you use your WC. Why did God teach them that? So that disease does not break out within the camp. You can now turn that to doctrine. <laughs> you can you cannot do that with God. Some people do. If you are going to do some spiritual bath, you have to go out of the camp. You will dig the ground. You will now where where you now then sorry you now bath inside and you now cover it. So, when you don't understand certain things in scripture, that is why, again, the Bible talks about laboring. So, there are certain things that you will read. Now, what makes it heavier and becomes a, 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 a law is because the mouth of God has pronounced it. So, when you disobey, the same power that spoke it will be the same strength by which you will be judged. Does that make sense? So, so there are other things you read in scripture that people say, ah, this and this. No, God was actually seeing most of all these things. Even when you talk about um, when you talk about the death of people or when you talk about blood issue, blood and things issue, the way God told them to clean themselves, make sure that their hands are clean and all, all those kind of stuff. And when the when the priest is, is doing the rites. He needs to first of all take off his clothes, and there's a particular clothes he has to wear, or that times whereby he has to go and burn those clothes. When you begin to see by modern technology now, you see that there are some diseases that that transfer from one place to another, and God is saying, "No, put those checks in place." Do you get what I'm trying to say? So God help us in the name of Jesus Christ. So what the issue here? Why Paul was talking against it? 
was that they were saying that once you hit this food, you are defiled, my God. What does that do? It has undermined the sacrifice of Christ. Do you know how we go, the parameters of, of so when you say, ah, if you, if you do this, you know, look, for example, somebody says that, by your, if you don't put on white garments, you will not enter heaven. That is false. White garment does not make me to go to heaven. But when God gave them the revelation about the white garment, what was he trying to say? The Mount of Transfiguration. As, as Christ, when you notice the the Bible says that he was being transformed from within to outside. So what that was doing was he was celebrating what is inside. As a, a, it is like a nurse that's putting on their uniform. It is a consciousness and a celebration of what who they are. If a nurse does not put on whatever, they are still a nurse. Does this make sense yeah. to us? And so, again, when God begins to move some certain things and put it as a pattern of worship, there are reasons why he puts them there. But that thing can never take the position of the sacrifice of Christ. Does this make sense to us? Now, that does not mean, please, it just, that does not mean that, I'm not saying that it, that you you don't have to put on the white gown. That's not as when you come into church, because again, that's why the Bible says, "Do not remove the foundations which your fathers have laid." Now, because as God begins to explain to them a pattern of worship, but God, He will not give you a pattern of worship that will contradict the Scriptures. Does that make sense to us? You know, somebody was sharing with me yesterday that you know um, some people would carry um, uh, and things like that to the port and go and do worship and things like that. The reason why that thing is an issue is because it is replacing the sacrifice that Christ had done. Does that make sense? God help us in Jesus' name. Please let me just quickly say this as we because I'm conscious that we still have another session. It is important that we understand that Jesus said, my sheep will, um, my sheep will hear my voice, John. He said, but the voice of a stranger, they will not follow me. Now, the Bible, Jesus did not say that my sheep will not hear the voice of a stranger. What does that mean? Because you are a Christian or you are anointed does not mean you cannot hear the voice of the devil. And that does not disqualify you from being a child of God. One of the problems why these doctrines have stood is because people feel that once you say no to this thing, they think you are attacking them. But again, it is lack of understanding of doctrine. That is why the Bible says that when two or three, uh, when the prophet is speaking, let other prophets also sit down and judge the prophecy. 
They did not say judge the prophet. So if a prophet cannot get it wrong, then why would the Bible teach us to do so? But because I feel that if you say, ah, what you have just said is from the devil, then you are saying to me that I am without the devil. If it were to be so, Jesus will not give um, the leadership of the church to Peter after he has said, get thee behind me. What these things do is that as a result, you know, I say, okay, ah, let's just use it since they said that this is what it is. And those things have made so many things stood within the fold that has nothing to do with Christ. Because people think once they speak, it is, it is an accreditation of who they are. But it is not. Again, this is not a forum to teach it. The people need to understand the difference between the Old Testament prophet and the New Testament prophet. They are two different things. Old Testament prophets, the Bible says if they miss it, you stone them and they die. Why? Because they hear God directly. Why were they hearing God directly? Because they didn't have the Spirit of God in them. But now you have the Spirit of God inside of you. So the Spirit of God is witnessing to your own spirit. So there are times where you may not get it clearly. Because I'm not saying there are times where God will speak to you directly. But most of the time, He witnesses through your spirit. And that is where. Again, that is where you will begin to see that they would do certain teachings within the, within the prophetic garden that, you know, you cannot be trying not to be making yourself um, uh, busying yourself about other people's issues because it could mix up with your thoughts and you are struggling to, you get what I'm saying? And that is an important teaching. But if you are a Christian that has been taught doctrine, you don't gossip. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? So, so that's one of the things that I'm saying that you know at times it may influence. It doesn't mean that it influences all the time. But when you now have somebody who's neutral, or would say, okay, speak, let me hear what you say. Then that is ah, you know, I don't think we are 100 percent there. That does not mean you are demonic. But the problem is that we have now matched the two together. So if you question anybody, now for those who are not sure of themselves, who are still growing, what will happen? They will keep quiet in the church. Because it is now the, game, the, the, the battle of the fittest. So I am sure of myself. Does this make sense? So God help us in the name of Jesus Christ. So the Bible, so that was when, when, when you read on to verse 8, says, um, read on quickly, um, it later says, um, so just um, go on to verse 8, next one please. He said, he now said, on the other hand, discipline yourself for godly, uh, for the purpose of godliness, keeping yourself spiritually fit for physical training. What he was saying, we're talking about all these things, all these things are just physical. It does not affect anything in your spirit. 
does not affect anything in your spirit. God bless us in the name of Jesus Christ. There's a lot that we could talk about in, in doctrine, but you know, it is now one thing I just want to just say uh, as is that the main bulk of the doctrine is is enshrined in what you see every Sunday as the creed. The apostles' creed is the doctrine of the church. That's why you read it all the time. Anything that contradicts that is not doctrine. All I'm trying to, and that gives you the parameters by which mode of worship is designed. Does that make sense? So when, so but when as we begin to, what does doctrine? What what does doctrine? When proper doctrine is taught, um, Deuteronomy chapter thirty-two is a bit down. 32 verse 2. He says, let my teaching, the KJV will tell you that let my doctrine drop as a rain and my speech distilled as the dew, as the drain drops on the tender hearts and as the showers on the ground. But what, what I'm trying to say is that the teachings, when teachings are done accurately, it helps people in their growth with God. It helps people in their growth with God. So, the parameters of doctrine is that anything that contradicts scripture is out of parameters. Anything that reduces or replaces the sacrifice of Christ is out of parameters. And it is important as we go on to understand this. That as when we look at doctrines and we are looking, as we look even further, as we talk about the CIA doctrine, it's important that we also understand this parameter because we can go anywhere. And you know, there are so many doctrines, some people may not call it doctrine, but it is the same. You know, when somebody will say that, ah, you know, you, you um, there are so many things out there. You know, you just, you, you just, you know, you, 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 you know, somebody, and see, reading the Bible, quoting scripture does not make it doctrinal. That's why the Bible says it has to be taught properly. Those that people see that, um, you must have had seen a video of somebody hitting, people hitting the grass, and things like that. The man taught them scriptures. It started from Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He laid me down in green pasture. I, I went to go and listen to him. He taught scripture. So as the shepherd, as the sheep of Christ. Oh my God. <laughs> why would people go and read? That's what they were taught. And it was giving results. 
he was giving results. Maybe somebody who has a particular issue, disease, disease or whatever, yeah. the results came. Yeah. And what am I trying to say? I'm just saying that you know that every doctrine that because something generates results does not call it doctrine. Because one of the challenge now, now is that people say, ah, but this thing has been working. It can be working, but that does not make it doctrine. What people do not know, what doctrine enables you to do is to become more and more to Christ and so that the sacrifice of Christ can be honored. What did Christ come to do? He came to save us so that we can, we can, we can, we can enter the kingdom of God. What the doctrines of demon will do, it will give you everything except what will guarantee you eternal life. So, somebody can do a doctrine now and people will be healed because healing is not what takes you to eternal life. So, people say, ah, this thing is working. It is part of what I've had, I think we had them together, somebody who is a servant of God saying that God has given people different kind of grace in every church. So, in their fold, you will never see, you will see that every leader or most of the leaders, not every leader, most of their leaders have more than one wife and they still prosper. So he said that is the grace allotted to that ministry. And this was preached on public. At times, people don't understand that the devil has the way of partnering with the ministry without necessarily causing you trouble. He wanted to partner with Jesus. He did not comfort Jesus when he said, he said, ah, you have come to come and deliver the world. It's not the problem. I will give you the world. You just bow down and I'll give you the world. What is that? Partnering. So there are people who Genuinely, they are not looking for power. But because of what they are teaching, the devil has partnered with that ministry and things are going on well. But the devil knows that it is a safe camp for everyone to be packaged to hell. So at times, at times, at times because, see, God help us in the name of Jesus Christ. All I'm just saying is that, and I beg us by the message of God, as we, you know, we, we, we will talk more around the doctrines. Doctrines generally, because see, see how doctrine is less, is, 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 is a non-issue as such. Once you understand doctrine, you can, so wherever you are, when you step into a place and they're taking something that's totally different from scripture, no matter what you are seeing, people fall under the anointing, people fall under this, just walk away. A man can be teaching wrong doctrine and be using gifts to heal people. Yeah. The problem, and this has been a challenge for me when I caught, see, this thing should not be this difficult. When somebody teaches wrong doctrine, let fire come for one. Otherwise, <laughs> 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 you would know. It's going to be as simple as that. <clears throat> God help us in Jesus' name. Amen. But you know what God told me one day? He said, Bio, it is in the Bible. You judge by scriptures. Mm -hmm. 
You don't judge by all these things. Judge by standards. God help us in the name of Jesus Christ. You know, when we are talking about the doctrine of sanctification and doctrine of, uh, you know, people need to understand certain things that, oh God, there is what you call consecration. It's the doctrine by scriptures. But consecration, at times somebody is not fornicating and they say, I'm consecrating myself to God. That is not consecration. Consecration is you dedicating something to God, not as on top. So maybe somebody is, is consecrating three hours before God to pray. That you are consecrating that time to God. But that you are not lying is consecration towards God. It's not. Those who are consecrated in the scripture, um, what's it called? Let's you take something as an example. It was first a Jew before you can be consecrated. That means you must first of all know Jesus and be committed to him before you can ask, I want to consecrate. Now, but what we now have is that somebody has, is taking time out from fornicating. Now, say, that period of time, I am, I am consecrating myself to God. You are not. And these are, these are things that, you know, what people, people just throw out words. Consecration. No. Consecration is different from your Christian life. A Christian life, a Christian is the only one that can consecrate himself. Anybody who has not left sin cannot be consecrating sin. You don't consecrate sin. You leave sin. God, see, and this, these are the issues. When someone says, oh, you know what, this week I, am, I want to focus on Jesus. I want to, I want to consecrate myself. So what are you doing? Ah, I will not fornicate this week. Until, you know, we do consecration during Lent. Some people consecrate themselves during Lent. After Lent. I see people who have fasted seven, seven days or whatever. I see seven days after that, I don't come No, it was even seven days at this time. And when they wanted to break, they went to their girlfriend to go and break. They have wife at home. They went to their girlfriend to go and break. Why? Because they have consecrated themselves. They finished consecration. That's what I have to say. Again, what has happened? Proper doctrine has not been taught. Difference between living a Christian life and consecration. Hallelujah. See, all I'm just going to say to us as we come to because um, please let's just go to Ephesians chapter four. I don't know if it's you know where he is there. Ephesians chapter four. I'll go to the top. No, go back to the top. Is there. Ephesians chapter 4. Yeah, uh, yeah, go to the previous one, please. You know, thank you. The Bible says, he gave, he gave the apostles, I'm sorry, and he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, the teachers, to equip the saints for the work of ministry for the building up of the body of Christ until we attain a uni we attain 
to the unity of faith. People will say that this unity here is, I like you, you like me, we are all developing unity. No. Unity of faith. That means our common understanding of who, what our faith is all about. Now, please note that it did not say unity of faith. It said unity of the faith. What does that mean? That means that's definite article. You are looking at a particular thing. So this is not faith of I want to get car. This is the faith. That is the Christian life. So he said, until we attain the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, that means we are coming to the place of maturity, to the full stature and measure, to the, stature, to, to the measure of the, full, of, the, of the stature and the fullness of Christ. Let's read on the Said so that we would we may no longer be children tossed through and fro by, by by the waves and carried about carried about by every wind of doctrine by human coming. Now, what the Bible determines about maturity is how well you are grounded and built up in some doctrine. Because that will determine whether you stand in God or you don't. You know, and this is this is a cry from my heart, and I understand that at times there are so many things that people may not understand. And I'm happy that this person spoke. There was a servant of God who is a well-respected prophet. And we were, and I was speaking to him, and we were having this conversation. And he said, I don't even understand how people, I don't understand salvation. I don't understand how, I don't even know if I'm saved. That's what he handed up to me. I appreciate his honesty. But I was saying that, you know, that is the hay of doctrine. And it's a challenge to know how do people get saved. And that is what we are facing. You know, one thing that the Bible uses, the Bible speaks so heavily against doctrines, false doctrines, demonic doctrines. At times people do not, are not aware, but it is what they pass on to them that they are sharing. And that is where the job now becomes a lot for every one of us to make sure that we are grounded in sound doctrine. You know, for some of us, we know we've got funny Bible story. When you see Paul talk to Timothy, is Paul is very harsh when he comes to sound doctrine. He will tell you, you know what? Forget every other thing. You know, not I'm just sharing this because I need to understand how the damage that is happening out there. You can see, 
somebody sends me a note or something to review about prophetic things. And as I read these slides, as soon as I saw him like this, I said, Oh, this is from Buddha. And I said, I just wrote hand and I said, Google it. Take that slide and Google it. And where did he take it us? Buddha. He sounds spiritual, but he's Buddha. Now, if that thing has been thought, and people are saying evil spirit is working in the church, <laughs> why would you say you're working in the church? Because you are holding service for it. It's going to come. See, half of the things that people are fighting, if doctrine can be right, things will be okay. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon. Have a blessed week.